All right, we're gonna give a, a synchronized clap. Oh, why'd you do that, dumbass? Does it synchronize? No, don't. Are you gonna do this? All right, we got it. What? I wanna talk about cash. This is episode one of the Thickest Thieves podcast with Nate Rose and my intern, insubordinate intern. Also, friend, I'll give you that, David Pearsall. I can't wait. <laughs> you can't, I can't wait to squab with you after this. <laughs> this is so stupid. <laughs> I'm okay. a Kanye you every time you say something ridiculous. I'm just going to say something. Kanye is when he, what he does. I don't know if you noticed, but what Kanye does is like any interview that he does, Ellen, uh, like Breakfast Club, anything, Alex he'll be Jones. like, they'll say something to him and they'll like try to get him off guard and he'll just do, say, he'll do something they can't understand. Like in Ellen, he was like, maybe. The whole time she was oh, like, yeah. it's like not a good okay. response. Okay. That's what I'm going to do to you every time. Every, you every time you say something to me, I'm going to hit you with one of these. That's so disrespectful. Right? Like the... It's like a rock star, but it's like the push out. You know I'm Christian. Mad disrespectful. You know I'm Christian, and yet you still double horning it up. That's double. Yeah, yeah. That's that's double the effect. All right, man. So let's, dude. I'm ready to jump into this podcast, bro. Enough talking about some dummy stuff. Uh, Finally, first episode. <clears throat> yeah, dude. It's been a while. We did uh, we did two mock episodes, and now we're officially into it. I think we had some kind of like game or something planned. Is that is that correct? Whoever's not telling the story has to decide if it's the truth or if it's a lie. If you're incorrect, you have to take a spoonful of fish sauce. Oh, that's disgusting. Fish sauce? Yeah. This is going to be kind of hard, though, because I feel like we've told each other most of the stories, so like I'm going to have to come up with something fake. Which is the point. Which is the point. You want to start? No, you go first. Um, All right, one time uh, I went to a party at the skating rink. In Cleveland, Tennessee, so you know, you know, what was that skating rink called? Cleveland Skate Rink or something like Cleveland that. Cleveland Sk- oh, Skate Place. Skate Place, yeah. Yeah, great Cleveland name. Place. Great name. Yeah, very creative. Very original, yeah. Uh, at Cleveland Skate Place, and you know, you know me. I used to dance. That was my early entertainer days. Uh, I had this one moment where, you know, I, I would find myself sometimes in dance battles or whatever. And I, I'm talking like at this point, I'm in like sixth grade, seventh grade, something like that. So. 12, 13 years old. One day I was in there, had a whole bunch of people around me. I started doing something. I got really ambitious with the breakdancing move. And I, I think I smacked my ankle on the ground or, or my knee or something. I can't remember what it was, but I smacked my shit. And then immediately I was like, oh, I'm hurt. But then I had to play it off because, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're, you just hurt yourself trying to... You know what dance moves you can or can't do. So I tried to show off and do a dance move that I wasn't equipped for. It was like, a, it was like you knew that you've been wanting to do that move, but you're going to attempt it for the first time. Yes. Right now. Smack. My, well, I was freestyling too. Yeah. So it was just like, I don't know what I even tried, but, uh, but I wasn't built for it. Smack my shit, got up and just tried to walk it off. But then I, I basically had to just like, kind of like sit and chill out this for is like pre- about 15, 20 minutes. This is pretty good because it's definitely believable, but... At the same time, I know you're trying to make it believable because Nate would do dance battles. So, and he would do it at the Cleveland Skate Place because that's the type of stuff he would do. Yeah. And I don't want to eat fish, whatever stuff. This is very difficult. And also, I know you smacked your ankle more than once in your life because you can't hardly walk, run on it. Uh, 
Well, that wasn't from Spider-Man. I know, I know, but I'm like, I know that the, the ankle's taking some damage. So it's like, it's based in some True. reality. So. Cleveland Skate Place. Were you skating? When you uh, did I it? Don't, no, I wasn't skating when I did it. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. What grade were you in? Like, I don't know. Gotcha. Were you trying to impress Eighth? a girl? Probably. I don't know. Probably, yeah. It was a group of people. I yeah. really what song? Dance battle. Man, I don't know, bro. No, what song You're was it, have me, How would I know what song it was? Probably know, Chris Brown, Run It. False. False? Fish oil, baby. Let's go. Let's wait, go. Wait, wait. wait we have to do, if, he, if he gets my wrong, we have to eat it at the same time, right? So let me say mine first. Oh. Oh, shoot. Okay. All right, I'm with it. Okay, What's up? So, I'm not getting it wrong, though. Okay, let's see. So... I was little, little boy, right? I was a little boy. And okay. I was building a ramp in my backyard. And I was jumping. Yeah, I was jumping a bike ramp with my, with my bike. I was building it with some, some cinder blocks and some little two-by-fours that were in the ditch okay. that I found. And I was very scared to do it. Uh, and the, the, all the kids from the neighborhood came and helped and built it. I was very scared to do it. And my older brother was like, just jump it. He was like antagonizing me to jump it. And then... Eventually, I was like, I'm just going to do it because I wanted to impress everybody. I jumped mm-hmm. the ramp, and I got pretty freaking high. I like, came all the way back from the driveway. What, you jumped it on what? A bike. Oh, okay. Yeah, I jumped it on my bike. It was like I had that, like, you know that Tony Hawk came out with that bike? I had that bike. And I jumped it, and I remember going so high. It was on, I landed in like a ditch-type area. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I landed in a ditch-type area, and then I fell. And I got mad because my older brother dared me to do it, and he like kind of peer pressured me to do it. And so I like got mad and started running towards him. And then I realized how fun that was, and I got and I laughed about it. And then we all were like, "That was dope." Mm. See, I have the benefit. Well, actually, both of our brothers are in here right now. Is he capping? Caden. 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 Look at look at me in my eyes. That's not part of the plan, is it? Because I didn't do that with Greg. That's true. He wouldn't know though. Okay, I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say that's true. That's true. Let's go. Let's go. Give him some. Uh, let's go. You weren't born yet. You weren't born yet. No. How old are you? Wait, no. What? I'm seven years older than him. You were seven years old when that happened. That's I don't crazy. know. I don't know. I'm eight, been younger. eight years older than Greg. What is this? Fish sauce. Fish sauce, bro. Ugh, is it gross? I mean, you'll find out. All right, let's go. Hey, fish sauce. I put fish. worse things in my mouth. <laughs> Pause. <laughs> like the vaccine. Oh, this smells horrible. How much? Do I, what do you get? What do you use this for, though? What is this like? A Wait, no, 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 bro. You got to put it. No, I know, but I'm saying, what's it used for? Before I put this in here, but I might be allergic it's to some used, of these it's items. It's used for fish, bro, to lube up before they have intercourse. No, this is this is too much, bro. I might throw up. This is this smells like straight. That's like, fish lube, bro. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes Yo, fish I don't, need my, a little I don't, extra like, help. No, I don't have like I had I don't have a weak stomach, but like fish sauce, dog. No. Is this is just the essence of fish, liquefied. <laughs> like when I think about game, I think fun. And right now, I'm thinking I'm having is- a great time. <laughs> I'm sure you are. <laughs> All right, let's do and it. Throw, throw it back, you and man. Why is it Thai fish sauce too? Like, is it? You got something against the Thai people? Bro, oh, just bro, throw, this sm- this throw it back, bro. Throw it back. Let's see it. Don't say throw it back as I do this. 
suck it down. No, bro. Say something better before I do it. Slurp that down, <laughs> David. Say, no, nigga. Say drinking. <laughs> say okay, drinking. drink that fish lube. That's so disgusting. <laughs> Give me a second, bro. <laughs> oh. oh, let me smell it. I'm Greg, sm- Greg smell somebody, Caden, please give me some more water. I can't do the rest of the podcast. Oh, this is bad. Oh, this is not good. I'm not. That's oh, not even yo, that's that's terrible. That's not, I'm not even joking. That's pretty gross. Oh, that's not good. Why he? I'm talking about the bathroom sit, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he's up. He's out of his chair. This is going awry. Oh man. That's disgusting. <laughs> it reminds me of something, but I don't want to say it because it's gross. What it reminds me of. All right. All right. He's bringing no, that. You, no, it's not all right. Give me a second. <laughs> <laughs> Let's transition into something a little more fun and fun for our, our palates, okay? Now, I know what you like. Okay, not fish oil, but I know what you like. What you like is candy. I do like candy. I feel like anytime I bring... Candy around you. I have a, tr- I have a problem with candy. It. That's my weakness. Yeah. Not chocolate, not cake, but like when it comes to sweets, it's, it's like fruit candy specifically. Yeah. Okay. So, but you have to give me I could use some candy a right top now. three candy. Top three candies? Yeah, top three candies. All right. So, my, okay, let me think. Hold on. Okay. So, my top three candies when it comes to fruit candy specifically, because that's what I eat. I'm going to say... Because that's what I do. That's what I do. I'm going to say <laughs> number one number one fruit candy is tropical Skittles, the blue bag. The rare. The blue bag. The blue bag. The rare because you don't okay. see them at every gas station. When you do see them at a gas station, it's okay. like... Okay. You had the smoothie? You had the smoothie ones? You ever had the... Yeah, but those are like those are a gimmick. Like, it doesn't... It just... it's you, Yeah, it tastes like a smoothie, but I'll just go get a smoothie. The tropical okay. ones, though, I feel like I'm being relocated to a tropical... Well, you eat it and you're, you start talking like a Jamaican. Well, it's racist. But no, tr- like, tr- okay, one is tropical Skittles. Two is, I'm going to say the very, very trolleys, which I know you like. That was two? Very, very trolleys. What's the third one? And third yes, is, I love those. For third sure. is, hold on, third. Starburst. Regulars. Starburst. Starburst regulars. Okay, so the blue bag Skittles, though. That's the number one spot. Why well, do I ever Skittles, see you with those? They're rare. They're rare, but and like... they're not like... A, you don't go get it. Like, you go to a gas station, and they're not going to be... You got to go to, like, a Bucky's. A Bucky's will probably bag. have them. Bucky's will probably have them. But no, like, random gas station. I had to go to Bucky's for that blue bag. That blue bag. <laughs> That's the new song. <laughs> I have fish oil. Whole bag mouth, of Skittles. Why me chew that? Chew that. Chew that. Blue bag. Blue pill. <laughs> My dad. <laughs> Okay. Speaking of rank, bro, I know you drink energy drinks because you're a degenerate. On a, what on are occasion. your top three energy drinks? I'm telling Bryce you said that. Well, that man's a degenerate for sure. I mean, he drinks like three <laughs> monsters of an hour. Okay. All right. Look, I'm not, I'm not a super energy drink guy, but my number one. Now, I, I'm not. I'm not. I like coffee. Okay, listen. Energy drink. Does coffee count as an energy drink? I don't know. Top three energy drinks. 
Okay, number one is Red Bull. Let me give you a quick, I'm, I'm Red Bull loyal. It's just basically number one and then like Why? the two and threes. Listen, I got you. I'm going to tell you a story. I had no money. I'm in college. I see there's a, a Smino and Mick Jenkins concert going on at Exit Inn, right? So I pop up at Exit Inn. There's free Hattie B's chicken out there. If you RSVP, it was a $3 ticket. Boom. So I spend three bucks. I got Hattie B's chicken. They give me a drink ticket for a vodka Red Bull for free. And uh, a, a coupon cool, I can redeem for a t-shirt and I think a bandana or something. So I go in there. Boom. I ate Hattie B's. I got a free vodka Red Bull. I went over and got a t-shirt and a pin or a bandana, whichever. Watched a great show at Exit Inn. Left and they were offering pizza and cookies. They had pizza and cookies that you could take on your way out. And for me being in college and knowing the marketing, right? You know what I'm saying? I was like, I respected the value ad. They put the value ad first, right? Yeah. So I respected that so much that I was like, I'm just going to drink Red Bull every time I want an energy drink from now on, just off that principle, because I had such a good time tonight. You know what I'm saying? You felt like they treated you well, and you're like, yes, oh, I'm going to be yes. brand loyal and, to Yeah, this. and I feel like if, you're, if you are a company that puts your, you know, your customer first, yeah. I want to reward that. So like, who knows how much money I've spent on Red Bulls over, especially when we're on set, because you know we always drink the coconut Red yeah. Bull. That's true, yeah. That's that's a good. That's crazy. Cause Coconut Red Bull, number one flavor, though, for sure. That's crazy because that's exactly what they're trying to do, right? Like brand awareness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's crazy. But I, I was like, I respected the effort so much that it's like, all right, yeah, I'm gonna, I'll take you up on your, on what you were trying to do here. I feel that. So that's that's my number one. The number two, I would probably say I like a Lani. That's a, I drink one of those every time I'm at the gym. I, or not every time, but occasionally when I'm at the gym. Yeah. Uh, it's got a really great flavor. What's that? Cosmic Stardust or something. And then the third, I'd probably say just a five-hour energy, and that's just because that's five, just... I haven't had that five-hour energy. No, it's not good to drink, but it's like one of those situations... It has definitely saved me from swerving off the road sometimes on long drives. It's so that it's much? Like, I didn't realize that it did all that. I need that. It's like a shot, bro. It's like... I mean, it, it kind of tastes like battery acid, but... Bro, you know, I used to drink done. Rockstars all the time, but, oh, yeah, but yeah. those are very unhealthy. Yeah. Yeah. Rockstars, five-hour energy monsters. is tight. Yeah. Let's go. Fire. We're going to have to cut this section if I ever get a sponsorship, though. From five-hour energy. <laughs> One of them, I don't know. But, all right, bro, so <clears throat> Avatar, right? New Avatar movie. How many years in the making? Uh, dude, it was like the, a long time? Yeah, the last one came out in 2009, so. Okay, well, I want to talk about a few things that I noticed in the movie. I want to get your take on the movie, and then we'll give it a 1 out of 12 dagger rating for uh, from, you know, the Thickest Steve boys. Yeah, let's get it. That's not going to stick, but... It's episode one. Um, okay, so what were your initial thoughts, man? What do you, what do you think about Avatar? Uh, I mean, if I'm going to... I'm going to preface this entire situation off. Avatar is made by one of the greatest directors of all time. It's a masterpiece. Um, and I believe in that because of what they... The amount of work, the amount of technological progression that they put into this film... Um, they did it with the first one. I think they did it with the sec- second yeah. one as well. It's a masterpiece from masterpiece from a technical standpoint. Uh, I mean, they're doing renders, VFX, G- CGI renders that like we won't we'll be watching another, you know, ten to fifteen years from now. It's just that's just the truth of the fact. When it comes to the the being able to have that much freedom in post production, mm-hmm. they've been able to create every frame as a painting, pretty much. Like every shot in that is a beautiful movie. Oh, yeah. a beautiful scene. Yeah, yeah. Um, that could be shared as a photograph. <clears throat> the story has some holes in it. Like, it has some holes, has some characters that I think could have been cut from the script. It's three hours long. 
Yeah. I don't think really any movie needs to be three hours long. I'll watch it because I like movies, but like no movie needs to be three hours long in my personal opinion. Yeah. So I'm not that artist. I'm not making a three-hour movie, so I can't speak from that perspective. But like, I think they could have cut probably an hour of mm-hmm. that movie and, and kept it. There's a character in there. They, they, it, they did go about? quite... The shirtless dude, like the kid. Yeah, uh, yeah. That ki- like the kid who he was, I think, was a pretty useless character. They brought him in there to kind of sympathize with the main antagonist of the film, but he uh, never had any relation with his dad since he was I feel like child, yeah one so of like, my takeaways was that the antagonist had a pretty lackluster motive like spoiler alert but uh you know the whole time he's trying to kill Jake Sully Jake Sully yeah. it was like he was reanimated in his thing and, and like he went to like ridiculous lengths in order to do this it wasn't like he even had like a like the mission was that he was the leader of like the the rebels or whatever. Right. But to me, it was like this very weirdly fixated thing where he would just destroy anything in pursuit of this. You know what I mean? There was that one point where they touched that one island and just like set it on fire and just killed a bunch of people for no reason. And yeah, stuff. no, I agree. I th- I, so what I think they did with that by adding the character dynamic was really trying to do exactly Sympathize. what you're saying. Yeah, 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 yeah allow you to do that. Is- but I, it felt like a real cheap way to do it. Like, how about you just make his actual motives better? Like, it was weird. He had kind of, like, one foot in, like, I just want to kill and destroy everybody at all costs, and this other foot in, like, you're my son somehow. Long Like, it was weird. Hot take is I believe that what James Cameron is doing with the Avatar movies is doing the same thing that I don't like about Star Wars movies. Crucify me. But, like, Star Wars, like, Darth Vader is not a good villain to me. Like, Darth Vader, Vader has, his motives are just to... Obviously, he had some childhood trauma, mm-hmm. become trying to become a Jedi early on. But like, his motives were to just take over the the galaxy yeah. or the universe. Yeah, it's yeah. like kind of kind of whack. And they're doing that with at the first movie. He had motives. The the what's his name again? The general. You remember his name, uh, Greg? Uh, I think Korich. Yeah, the dude in Avatar, like the guy you're talking about, the antagonist. His motives are like in the first one are he's trying to get unobtainium, which is a ter- crazy name. Yeah, unobtainium yeah, yeah. because. It yep. does something great for humanity. I can't remember yep. what it was. But the second one, they have that element, but it's not the main antagonist's plot point. They have that new thing that's generated from pretty much the space yep. wheels that cures aging. But now his motive is just to kill Jake Sully because he has PTSD from him getting killed from her from her from his wife. Yep. And like, it's like, it's really stupid. Yep. But Darth Vader like had a similar, like people, they know that those movies sell. There's something about the Pocahontas tale of a <clears throat> group of people coming in and trying to take over a land that's, still preserving its traditional values and native land that people just resonate with and people like to watch, which I can't be mad about it because they're selling scripts. That's yeah. what sells. Yeah. But it's a, <clears throat> it's definitely not Joker, right? Like right. We both like Joker. We both or like Thanos. Or Thanos, who's... Doing or even, s- even, even in Game of Thrones, you have like the Ice King where you don't even know his motive, but you want to get to know it, and then they fumbled that entire bag. Exactly. By the end of it. Yeah, but but on, but no. but the fact that it was like there's clearly something going on. You know what I think but, it is we like? What it is is that we don't like to discern who's the good and bad guy as much as I think people want to see dark and evil or evil and good. That's what they want to mm-hmm. see. They want to see Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker. They want to see the general and Avatar and Jake Sully. They want to see obvious evil, but what I like to see is like I kind of want Joker to win. A yeah. little bit, but yeah. also I don't want Batman to lose. Yeah, and what yeah. you know what I mean? That's what. That's well, I mean, what I feel like. like you know, I mean, the Avengers and the the Dark Knight. You know, what I'm saying that they're uh, people's favorite 
films. Like they have, I so <clears throat> I don't even feel like it's necessarily us being niche or something like that that we like. I think that's just good writing. I think we have better we have better ideas than most people in the world. That's what I think it is. I think we have the best ideas. So that's why I think we're like we know what's best for filmmaking despite not making a feature film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we're, so yes, I'm, I, I'm speaking from a place enough. of pure ignorance. This yeah, is I'm where we get all of our to say I'm the best. <clears throat> period. Yeah. <laughs> no, but for real like no, I agree with you. I think uh well, I'll tell, I'll tell you another thing I didn't like. Um, well, l- let me speak to something I did like actually real quick, and then we'll, 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 mm-hmm. we'll do a little sandwich here. Uh, obviously, the VFX, it was beautiful. Um, like, it, you are fully immersed in the world when you're watching the film. You know what I'm saying? It's like you're underwater, you're back out, you're, you know, with this other group of people. You know, you, they, they place you so much right within the, the world that they built. And I, I feel like it's, it's, it is difficult for movies to fully do that, but Avatar just, like, totally does. I mean, you get so many different perspectives and stuff, like camera angles and, and different things. Yeah. I, I feel like it felt really, like, it really sucked me in. Um, but what I, what I didn't like, another thing is just, and maybe this is also something that I think Star Wars has a lot of, so maybe what? it's just analogous, is just plot armor, bro. There were a lot of moments, I can't remember all the specific moments, but there were a lot of moments where, like, the whole point, was the whole motive of the antagonist was to kill Jake Sully. There were a couple moments where he could have done that. There were a couple moments where Jake Sully's clearly going in to try to kill the antagonist also didn't do it. Like, it was like, there was like these hesitations that didn't make sense. It's like, yeah, like, he's trying to kill your kids, bro. Like, you got him, you got, yeah, yeah, you got yeah, the you moment. Got right. Do you want to, like, and it was weird. It was like, it was always something that where they kind of pulled back. I just, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like uh, if you just have moments in Avatar that that just don't aren't, aren't how people would really react in this situation, I just feel like it's it's a miss. You know what I mean? Like just don't have those moments in there. I know they were trying to create tense moments. You know what I mean? To kind of build it up, but then it not happening in a way that for what is is a little bit weird. But yeah, I don't like bottom either. I think you're right. Like it just it like prog- they try to progress the story by. Allowing the antagonist to always run, or the or the protagonist to always run into a problem that doesn't really need to be there. Yeah, like yeah. he has an opportunity to kill him, kill him, or yeah. vice versa. It's like, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. Um, but all things said, like that is still one of the best movies I've ever seen, just because of its ability to progress the filmmaking space so much. Do you feel like it was more cutting edge than the first one, though? Because I feel like the first one was like, we have not seen this before. And the second one felt like, this is something we've seen, but it's just a yes, better I, I, version of Yeah, I would, of say, I would say that underwater technology that they implemented into the film, being able to capture those type of images underwater, mm-hmm. even in Aquaman, you could tell the difference between those two mm-hmm. movies. Yeah. Aquaman looks like they leaned into the darkness of the shadows of the, of the ocean yeah. to hide some of the flaws. This movie, they kept it bright. There's no opportunity yeah. for failure. So, yeah. we can, so we know that this is a real... They're really creating these things and they're creating computer-generated images and making sure that every detail is accounted for. If you had to rate Avatar on a scale of 1 to 12 daggers, where are you putting it for you personally? Because of its ability to move the landscape, um, it is getting a 10, but it's not getting a 12 and its ability to move the landscape story-wise. So it's getting a 10 out of 12 daggers from me. Okay, I'm I'm giving it an 8 out of 12. 8 out of 12. 8 out of 12. I feel like Story is super important to me. Character development is super important to me. 
And I think when you miss those, it doesn't matter how much visual candy I get out of it. There's movies that can do both at a high level. And mm-hmm. I feel like you got a big enough budget for that. It's like I want to see both of those really, really connect. I'll so, eight. Yeah. So the average score of? Aver- average of 9 <laughs> out of 12 for both of us. There we go. Let's go. Dude, all right. Well, let's, uh, you know, we talked about uh, some movies for a little bit. Let's jump into some music, man. Um, we like to do this series, uh, Creator Spotlight. Where we feature a creator that is maybe not big and super huge, but we really appreciate their work. Yeah, yeah. yep, 100%. So my homie John Keith just dropped his album, Eremos, and uh, I was fortunate enough to be able to listen to this project as it was being made, the yeah. different iterations of it, and give my feedback on it. Um, but now that it's finally out and people are listening to it, uh, the reception, it seems to be really good. Uh, I talked to him today, actually, and just congratulated him on the release. And I think that I think that for an independent artist, man, it's a... I mean, really for any artist, but especially for an independent artist, the scale of the project is is really big. He took a lot of artistic... Um, he made a lot of, like, careful artistic choices with, you know, how he arranged the record. He did a bunch of different things that I thought were really impressive. Um, how would you... So for the for the average listener who may not know John Keith, yeah, who who is the type of listener that should check out this album? Well, he has the you know he has this tagline, "Don't be lonely by yourself." I think there's a lot of his own personal journey throughout it. Um, so I think if you're somebody that feels like you know you've dealt with being lonely or anxiety, depression, those types of things, I think content-wise you'll resonate with it. But as far as how it's packaged, if you like, you know, Baby Keem, Don Tolliver, um, Kendrick, you know. Artists like that, I think that you will really like it sonically. It's very big. It's very um, ambitious in the way that that uh, the production is. There's a lot of switch ups. There's gang vocals. There's breakdowns. There's all kinds of different things that happen in it. So I got um, a chance to to <clears throat> kind of hang out with John at the writers camp and being able to see the level of detail that he's able to put into different, even the vocal inflections, I don't know all the terminology, but knowing that he will do the ad-libs and different vocal and vocal inflection and just being able to craft that in a way that's musically can- like candid but also seems intentional, I think is really, really good. So yeah. I got to check, check it out. Yeah, you can imagine for his, his, own, uh, his own album, like when he really, like I'll say this about John Keith too, like one thing that he, that I admire a lot about him is like that man really, really cares Mm-hmm. about the art. So I think there's a lot of artists that, you know, they make songs, whatever, and they try to make cool songs. Elaborate, and, though. Are you saying like a... Are you saying like a... I'm saying he obsesses over the finer details gotcha. in the way that we might obsess over finer details about, like, you specifically with... You know, like, I mean, if you had unlimited time to ma- manipulate the lighting setups and do different things you wanted on set, you'd probably get really, really meticulous with, with staging, blocking, lighting, like, all these different details, set design, wardrobe... You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, and he, music's a little more controlled because we're not as limited. You know, obviously the budget scales are way different. There's a bunch of different things, but I know that he has had multiple versions of the same song. I've heard, I've heard his his record with Lecrae uh, used to be called something different. It it had uh, different features on it at different times. It had different, you know, I, I I've heard I've heard it bend and 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 over time. And you know, whenever he would send it to me and ask me for feedback. It was. It was. He would always take it as constructive criticism because he wants to make something that people, when they listen to it, they're like, "This 
it's crazy. I know his marketing I, is getting up because I seen him. He was I watched a video where he's marketing the album on Ruslan's YouTube channel. Yeah, which is dope. Um, so that I mean I can't. I mean I think we you've been talking about John Keith for three or four years. Yeah, now, he's since, you know, he's also just a great dude. Yeah. Like definitely worth checking out. I think. I mean, awesome artist, really dope producer. Uh, he was part of my album, Pie at the Party. Um, so he was at the writing camp that we had for that, as, as you mentioned. And yeah, bro, like he, I don't know, man. I, I have no bad words to say about John. I think everybody would uh, be better off for having some songs in their library from uh, Jonathan that man, Keith. Jonathan Keith. <laughs> That's his middle name. Nah, I'm gonna check it out. I'll check it out on the way home. But everyone yeah. should go check out John Keith's yeah. new album. Upcoming creator Ramos. spotlight. Let me know what y'all think. You know what I'm saying? Let me know what y'all think. I'm sure he'll appreciate knowing what you guys think as well. So tell him uh thick as thieves sent him. We when's the last time? Well, I guess we were in LA. We were pretty busy. Um, but I mean I guess it's been more or less a week and a half since I've seen you. So like, you know, what what have you spent most of your, your past week and a half thinking about? Honestly, dude, uh, I think trying to establish good habits and the discipline it takes. First of all, habits by nature take discipline. Yeah. Um, habits is just a better way of saying disciplines. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but it also takes a ha- it, t- it also takes discipline to build good habits. Mm-hmm. Um, knowing sticking to it's 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 not on the like. The way I look at it is you have something, you have a big goal that you're trying to get. Like you're trying to, let's say for instance, you're trying to be a basketball, a pro basketball player. Yeah. Uh, so one of the disciplines is that you go and you practice in the gym from 6 to 8 a.m. every morning, right? Mm-hmm. But the uh, another like layer under that is, is getting up at 5.30 a.m. Mm-hmm. or going to bed at 10 or 9 p.m. the previous night. Those are the things that like, I think are for me the hardest thing. It's not setting the goal and like getting. Uh, <clears throat> it's setting myself up to complete the goal in the in the best way possible. Setting myself up to uh, feel satisfied with what I did. For instance, I'm trying to do uh, the this situation. I'm stacking habits. Like I read that book, Atomic Habits. Yeah, and it yeah. talks about stacking habits, and that's kind of the essence of this. Like for instance, for me, I'm trying to make sure that I spend time reading the Bible, doing my Spanish in the morning. And reading five pages of a book that I'm working on or I'm reading, and but to do that, I have to the night before I have to get up. I have to make sure that I'm getting all my work done before 9 p.m. That way I can get to bed at least by 10 10:30. If I mm-hmm. get to bed at 11 11:30 12, I like don't get enough sleep and it makes it harder for me to to read me, right. to, read the, to reach right. those goals. So it's about like really I've been thinking about like it takes discipline on so many different levels to get to these points. So you're um, just trying to become disciplined just with everything in your life, like really trying discipline, to... The- discipline in, in like, in a way that's like, uh, for instance, I bought a calendar. Mm-hmm. Um, I bought a calendar because I found myself being able, I was like, oh, like, once I look at that calendar and I know there's not an X on it, it means I didn't hit all my goals that day. I yeah. didn't, I wasn't, when I brushed my teeth, I didn't say the things I'm grateful for. When I hit the gym, I didn't do every single exercise. When I... I didn't read my five pages that day, or I, I uh, didn't practice the vocabulary of Spanish that I was trying to learn that day. When I see that empty spot on the calendar, I go, oh, like, the next day, I got to work harder. When I don't have that calendar on the wall, then yeah. I'm you like, know, it's three, easy for four, me to backslide. It's easy, yeah, it's easy for me yeah. to backslide. Um, and for me, 
I don't. I want to see that. It's like a checklist. I want yeah, to yeah. see that checklist get marked off. So doing stuff like that, trying to trying to take the big goals and break it into little goals. Like if I want to be a professional basketball player, well, I need to get to bed early, or I need to finish. I need to go call my grandma and talk to her at eight o'clock because I need to be in bed by nine. Or if I want to, you know, post all my TikToks and stuff, I need to do that early in the day because I don't need to sit in the bed for an hour watching TikTok. Little yeah. things like that trying to like discipline my life in a way that's um that it doesn't feel like I'm being disciplined. It just yeah. feels like I'm you know what I mean? Like it feels if That that's interesting for anyone watching this that doesn't know you cuz I wouldn't ever be like David is somebody I would describe as not being disciplined. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you well, know what I'm saying? That's, that's what I'm trying to do is like the most the, the people I look up to the most um I don't they don't look disciplined but they they very much are because the things that they complete and I'm like like Sammy for instance Sammy is fluent, and he never he didn't learn. He's fluent in Spanish. He wrote a book and finished it. But you mm-hmm. talk to Sammy every day. It doesn't seem like he does any stuff. But no, that man does these things. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, and he he sets himself in a he sets himself up. And Joe Rogan even like we could tell he's a disciplined guy, but like he doesn't. He's not like David Goggins, where like his whole life revolves around the disciplines that he applies. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's because honestly, I just think it's kind of whack when you're like hella disciplined and like. Like, bro, have some friends and go out. Yeah. Like, I think it looks corny when you're too, too disciplined to the point where it's like you don't seem like you have a life. Yeah. So I yeah. don't want to be that guy. But also yeah. want to have the disciplinary results. Yeah. Like, I want to be buff. I want to learn I, Spanish. I think, I think you can also have discipline as it applies to, like, fun and regular things in life as well. You know what I'm saying? I think it requires discipline to actually write things down a calendar with, with the intention of spending time with certain people that you care about. Yeah, yeah. Like, especially with our, the way that our business works it's like we you know we never know when we're getting booked for certain things so like i have to be disciplined about like okay i've been gone for an entire week and i need to be able to spend time with my fiance you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so it's like all right cool let me let me go ahead and turn down everything that might pop up on this this weekend and make sure that i that i'm giving her proper attention and things like that i mean i think that's you know i, I you know both both you know, Aliki and you are a lot more organized than I am, which I think is really helpful for you guys. Uh, I I operate a little bit more in a space of chaos. I like being organized, but it, my brain doesn't go there initially. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a little harder for me to like find discipline in the traditional sense uh, of the word, where it's like, hey, there's there's a ton of structure. Um, I somehow just kind of like things that I really want to get done. I just kind of do them. Mm-hmm. One thing I've been thinking about though. It's kind of kind of along these lines, but like having like moving, setting my life up in a way that everything is moving and aligned in a direction that I want it to be aligned in. So like especially with work, right? So the reason we're doing this podcast and the reason we're doing up for debate is because we're still doing gig work and that's how we make our money right now. But long term, we'd be, love to be able to be really selective with the gig work that we do and the clients that we work with, and make our money primarily from this because. We would enjoy actually just having conversations or maybe taking this podcast on the road or, you know what I'm saying? We, we would enjoy doing, actually doing those things more. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to, basically, basically a lot of my time is actually spent, uh, as far as the discipline part, removing things from my schedule. Because I can, I can make my life extremely complex if I want to mm-hmm. with all the things that, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm very guilty of that. You know, I'm, I got the music career. I got 12 Bishop. I try to run Soundfoil, you know what I mean? Right. And then, 
any number of other things that get added on top of there. I'm going to always have some kind of idea. But it's like eliminating things that aren't really adding long-term value to my life. You know what I mean? So I think I used to spend a lot more time watching TV shows or whatever. And now it's like, all right, cool. I, I usually had spend about, a, about an hour a day um, on something for just pure fun. But the rest of it is like this, this intermingling of fun and work that we kind of have the the benefit of experience. With luxury, honestly. The yeah, blessing. the luxury. Yeah, for sure. Um, so what type of things do you, like you said, an hour of free time. Like I know you po- play Pop 1 and stuff, but like what other yeah, type of things? that's basically it, yeah. Yeah, but what other type of things do you like discipline? Like, uh, like is it like call your mom? Like what other type of yeah, stuff? Because I yeah, have yeah. stuff like that as well, so I'm just curious yeah. about what you. Yeah, I, uh, whenever I'm in the car, I try to use my drive time to call people. Um, my life is so full of music. I used to listen to music in the car um, or podcasts or whatever, but I, I basically, whenever I'm in the car, it's like this is my time to call somebody that I haven't spoken with in a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of how I work that in. It's just kind of... I, I do exactly that, the same thing. I make that's that, crazy. I didn't know you did that. Yeah. So I kind of make that connection um, and just try to, you know, just try to go through because it's like, I don't know about everybody else out there, but like I seem to be usually the one that's calling you know what I'm saying? It doesn't seem like, I don't know how long I would go before I would just get a call for somebody to check in. I, I seem to kind of be the initiator of most of those. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's because I initiate most often that there's not an expectation of the other way around. I don't know. But um, but I know that if I don't do it, then I'm not going to be really Aliki connected with call these you. people. <laughs> not a leaky, bro. I see a leaky every day. I'm oh, talking about just like you. more like... What to say? <laughs> no. <laughs> like, what are you about to say? <laughs> no, but really what I'm talking about, bro, is like you... Don't call me. But we literally are here talking about all the things we've been talking about on the phone call right now. <laughs> David, I hear you. It seems like you're getting really defensive. In the, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying if to. If you want me to call you more, I'll call you more, Nate, if you need it. David, just talk to me. I got you. Yeah, I'll send you some audio. I won't call you because that's a little too much, but I'll send you some audio no, messages. I'm just playing. I actually I feel the same way when it comes to friends about people not being the initiators, but no, I actually am blessed enough to have. People in my life who still call, yeah. Um, especially like my dad, like my grandparents, very very rarely. But I but like they just do their their thing. They're getting yeah. old and um, and other than that though, like when it comes, to, I mean you talk all the time. Yeah, you know me and Kaden talk all the time. My girlfriend, like we talk all the time. My little brother never calls me. Um, that's because he's doing his own thing. He's twenty years old. He thinks the world the world revolves around him, so he never calls. <laughs> A little weird. Even though, man, over I here. think he owes me some money, but I guess it's probably why he's not calling me because he owes me some money. Um, I also have a twenty-year-old brother who owes me some money. He owes me money too. So What's we, up? everybody's uh, owing us money. You know I guess. what, bro? We finna squab after this. Matter of fact, matter of fact, we supporting y'all. We got actually both of our brothers right here. I, I know they're both here. Hey, we might have to piece them up. I know. We might I'll have get to do Greg. It you camera. get Caden. All, right, all right, let's go. <laughs> uh, well, do, do you feel like you're eliminating things though? Do you feel like you kind of fit into this thing where it's like, all right, like. There's got to be stuff that you would otherwise do that doesn't really serve you long term. Yeah, I haven't I haven't sat down and watched a television series in a long time. That's unfortunate. You love Assassin's I, Creed, like I'm sure you have. Oh man, when it comes to video games, they've almost been completely eradicated. But like, this this is kind of how I follow it. Like, I love video games. I actually mm-hmm. I listen to maybe two podcasts 
now three because we have this. Mm-hmm. But like I listen to maybe two podcasts, and one of them is a video game podcast. For for whatever reason, I stay up to date, but I don't actually play the games because I don't have time. Yeah, it's like yeah. bro, I had to eliminate it's a big it. Big time suck because a movie is two hours, a game could be sixty. Yeah, and I just can't like, and I'm a completionist. Like I said, yeah. I had t- I have yeah. task list, so like whenever I'm playing a game and it's sixty hours, I got to get all those sixty hours in. Yeah, because I feel like I'm like I have to I have to hear see every side quest and this and that. Yeah, every gamer out there has to relate to this. If you are working a nine to five or you have a job that takes up most of your time, like being able to choose the specific games that you like, you have to choose the specific games you want to play. Yeah, you can't you play Cyberpunk. every game by Ubisoft. You can't play every game by yeah. Naughty Dog or by Rockstar, even though they release a game every 15 years. But you can't play all the games you want. Yeah. You have to pick which games are important to you because, first of all, you start to get married, you have kids, and you have a job, and yeah. you have a social life. Yeah. And that's what we're at. So, like, for me, I stick to. The things I give priority to is like movies because they teach me the most about where I want to be in life. Yeah. Video games, I don't want to be a developer. I think the the bigger implication of this this idea of removing all of these things that aren't serving you. I say serving you, that seems selfish, but but really it's like you're crafting the life that you want to live. And I think that can actually you can craft that in a way that is selfless. But I think the bigger implication and what that actually is is just executing on long term thinking yeah. versus short term thinking. Um, because you know the short term delaying gratification. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So the short term thinking is like playing the video games is fun and I enjoy them. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And like I even you know like I said I play Pop One, but that's that's right. like to me that's that's a time to connect with my fiance. And also you play for an hour a day. Yeah, I, yeah. I probably do social media for an hour a day at the very least. Yeah, so yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But but the idea is that you know, this long-term play is like, we want to build these things, and so this requires our attention, and it's fun to do. So if we're if you're setting up, it becomes a lot easier to do long-term thinking if, if everything that you're actually spending your time doing is fun and aligned with where you want to end up. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I don't know. I, I think, that, that's I think what you're I'm, right, because, like, what you're, you're essentially talking about, delaying gratification, putting your eyes on things that are going to set the future up, and I think when people hear that at first, they go like, "Oh, like I like I want to be an engineer, so like I have to do all." The, you know what I mean? Like they start to think about all the things, but like this might not be fun to them all the time. Mm-hmm. I will say this: the things that, like, if you can, I think it's super important. And I don't think we chatted about this, but I think it's super important to make the discipline, the future life that you want, and the things that it takes to get there, make that process fun. Yeah. There's this YouTuber I watch, his name, that was epic. And I, he did an interview and he still makes videos now, but he does this prank videos where he like, he'll like cut someone's AirPod or earphones and then give them AirPods. Mm-hmm. Like just crazy stuff like that. And he did an interview and no one ever acknowledged it, but he said in the interview, he's like, I don't even like doing this anymore. I just do it for money. And I'm like, and he said that years ago. He still makes these videos like very consistently. And I thought about that and I was like, He's making good money because he's yeah. like giving people AirPods and he's giving people thousands of dollars here and there and like he's doing the Mr. B Smith method. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dude, like, how many times have you met an, an older person in your life and they're like, they've been like, yeah, well, you know, I just do it like now, but I don't yeah. like. Well, it's especially weird I'm trying when to you're not. Out how to overcome that? Like, what do we need to do to get past? Oh well, that? I mean, I always say there's a million ways to make money. Like that's kind of my thought process is like, bro, I could have, if I wanted to, I, I chose. The path of most resistance to make a living, which is being a rapper. Artist, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that was not. I didn't make money for like the first seven, eight years of my career. You know what I'm saying? I, that's how long it took in order to be able to go full time. Like, 
Um, so, you know, I could have been a lawyer or done something different where, like, the money and the, the quick, you know, okay. the ability to, to do that yeah. is there. I mean, I was even a corporate marketer before music. So there's a million ways to make money, and this is something that me with a bunch of different ideas, oh, I could do this, I could do that, it always comes back to actually what do I actually want to do with my time, right? Because mm-hmm. the money will come after that, right? You, I mean, you can, if you're Mr. Beast, and you're starting out and you just want to like make the best YouTube videos, like you pursue that long enough, there's a, there's a way to monetize it. I mean, there's there's people that have every, any any product you can buy, there's somebody who makes it and makes money off of that well, I product. Mean, but like a gamer who wants to play video games all the time, you can literally just live stream on Twitch, yeah, yeah, yeah. make Let's Play videos on YouTube. Yeah. So yeah, you're yeah. right. Like anything that you want to do, you can find then, some ways to make some bread off of it. And then when you were talking about making it fun or whatever, that's where the removing other things comes from. Like, what we're doing, like, we knew a bottleneck for us for this podcast is, like, editing it, posting the clips, whatever. So we were like, okay, if we're going to do it, we just need to set aside a budget to hire employees. Yeah, because we know what we want to do. Like, right. we, we, by the way, without context, people might not understand, but, like, so we, me and you, start, we started this podcast, um, but we shoot it. We have a, a production company where we shoot music videos for local artists here in Nashville and sometimes around... Area and we shoot corporate videos, we shoot commercials and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but the ultimate goal for us all the time was to be able to create um, for ourselves, meaning original content. Um, so, like, I think that's something that we actually voiced though, maybe like a year ago, where we actually said this is what the we brand yeah, direction. Right. Even the when we started up for debate, like it, that wasn't like the yeah. The we voice. just wanted to have some fun, but now we're like, hey, you know, we're gonna pour all of our financial resources. Yeah into this end goal that we want to make happen. So Align, You're saying it right because you're aligning these things in your life to be where you want it to be. We've even taken the steps to be like, okay, like we have gig work, which we love working with our clients and being able to deliver on their videos, um, but we take that money and we set aside some money to support something like building a podcast studio or yeah. flying out Chaz or these different people to go be on Up For Debate, our show, yep. because that's where we want to be at. Yeah. I think that's a good point, and I think that's, um, I never thought about just, re- uh, you, the way you kind of maneuver it and saying by removing certain things, I'm always thinking about the other way, around like adding things, yeah. and, like doing d- new disciplines, but removing the things frees up space. Yeah. Frees up space to add these things or to like leave room for. I mean, and just imagine you. that you perfect that process and then every single second that you spend during your day is oriented towards building the life that you want to have. Whether that's, whether, and that, I think that also includes with your friendships, your romantic relationships, your, you know, your familial relationships, mm-hmm. all the way down to your work, to your, ha- your, your you know what I'm saying, working yeah. out, building your work yeah, out yeah. into it, things like that, right? Um, and I think, what, I think if you have everything in your life moving in that proper direction, I mean, that's, that's damn near the best life you can live, you know? Yeah. I feel like, but there's something to say real quick before we end, before we end this specific conversation is like, it's cool to like it's perfect and it sounds grand to align everything in your life to go towards this, you know, this end goal of what you what you actually want to do in life, whether original content, whatever. It's like, but um, what do you say to someone who goes, what about the mishaps and the struggles and the tragedies? Like, you know, I get in a car accident. Greg got in a car accident, right? Yeah. And now his car's messed up. He can't invest two hundred a month into his Roth IRA. Mm-hmm. What do you say to that person, or, uh, you, or someone like Bryce who yeah. has to invest in all these weird things to fix his 
past life. You know what I mean? Like, what is, like, I've heard well, you say I, a quote one time. I don't want to say, yeah, I want to preface ahead. it with that because I don't want you to speak on it. I heard you say a quote one time, which was, we don't just get to go through life without dealing with things life gives us. Yeah. Which I think is a simplified way yeah, of saying, times, like, when yeah. life gives you lemons, you make lemonade. Yeah. That's what it is. Well, I, mean, I feel like the baseline expectation of life is that, you know, there's going to be guaranteed hardships, especially because dealing with the death of a loved one or something like that, that's, that's like a guarantee, and everybody has that universal experience, you know? Yeah, there's not many universal experiences that every single person in the world has, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But, like, death is one of them, you know what I'm saying? If you live long enough, you're going to know somebody that dies, and then eventually you're going to die, you know what I'm saying? So, um, but I think the large point that I was just trying to make with that is, like, like you have to you you plan based on where you want to go and then you just deal with the hurdles as they come. So it's like, you know, I couldn't, you know, I couldn't predict that this thing was going to go wrong, but when this thing goes wrong, I handle it and then I I steer my life back in the direction. Like if I've got to take a quick detour, I do that. You know what I'm saying? Let's hand let's put this fire out. Boom, right back on the tracks of where we need to be. So, you know, if if I had to if it was a financial situation, I would just I would pull back in the necessary places, you know what I'm saying? And and realize that that's just a, a necessity to to continue on the path that I'm on. Mm-hmm. Um, I Yeah, I don't think that, I mean, I don't think that that is necessarily like uh, something that cuts against what I'm saying because... No, I definitely don't yeah. think so. I was just wondering okay. because there's some people who are half empty rather than half full when it comes to the glass of water. Mm-hmm. And those half empty people will be like, They'll literally just be like, yeah, but like you weren't raised in, you know, section 80. Yeah. Like, so how do you tell, like, you're talking about some, oh, there's a line, everything. Nick, I'm working at Subway. Like, what yeah. are you talking about? Like, well, I'm struggling. I mean, I, yeah. And, and I would. Well, and what, what's, those, the, what's the alternative? What's the alternative to, the alternative to planning and trying to orient yourself in a direction that you want to go is resolving, your, uh, uh, I'm sorry, absolving yourself of that responsibility and just accepting accepting where you're at at. yeah yeah so if that's what you want to do then right but for me it's like nah bro like i'm i'm gonna be the master of my own (laughs) destiny if you will yeah you know what i'm saying and i'm going to at least try you know i'm not saying we all start at the same place that's i'm not making any of those things but but you know and i think everybody's kind of thinking about these types of things but but um i think it's easy though if you're a short-term thinker i think it's easy to get caught up in the idea of like these you know it's easy to, I mean, food tastes better if it has cream cheese and, and you know what I'm saying, and sugar and stuff, so, like, you know what I'm saying? But the long-term effects of that is you're overweight, you have, like, it's bad on More, your joints. Yeah, crashing, tire, you, you're tired, Yeah, yeah, all, all sorts of other different things. Yeah. And so it depends on, you know, do you want to deal with those problems now or you want to deal with them later? I'd rather, I, I know what I want. I know what I want long-term. I know what I don't want long-term. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to adjust my day-to-day strategies based on that. But but yeah, dude, but look at us. Like I would say that this podcast is evidence of us removing things and aligning least, ourselves with... We're going to try it. Yeah. We, oh, we're going to yeah. try it. One thing about me, we gonna here's the thing you need to know about business. No, we'll, we'll, that'll be a different... Here's the thing you need to know about Thick as Thieves. Thick as Thieves, bro. We're going to try, try it. it. <laughs> Let's go. All right, man. I think that's a good first episode. I don't know. Yeah, we're gonna get into some crazy stuff eventually, man. Who knows? We'll yeah. we'll see. But uh, but thank you guys for wait tuning till they in. See, you. Wait till you see next episode. Next <laughs> on <laughs> Thickest Thieves. Next on Thickest Thieves when we kick a baby. All right, All right bye. Yeah, baby, need top five when I'm done going mental. Yeah, I'm locked in. You can peep my condition and the lab all winner.
I went dumb, now I'm about to go dumb and throw 